never ceases to amaze me how some coincidences, when you just run with them, can still surprise you for their innocence, their generosity, and their overall simplicity. My next guest, I didn't know in any way, shape, or form. And through a, again, here's that word, coincidence, purely brought on by the universe, I decided to reach out because from what I experienced from a very short clip I saw over the interwebs, I said I had to meet this person. I reached out and politely invited him to be on the podcast, and what resounded was a genuine, very calm, very polite, very warm, and extremely human-centered story of courage, resilience, kindness, generosity, and just overall being, again, a source of truth, a source of strength, a source of just keep going and never stopping. And as long as you keep moving forward, my next guest, Casey McAllister, will show you that anything is possible. So here we go. Awaken the awesome. But Casey McAllister, let's rise up. Here we go. Hey, first and foremost, like, again, thanks for your time and generosity. I really appreciate it. Again, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, like I said, you know, it's just um, because I was really moved. It is, uh, it's as simple as that. Like, you know, just going through the regular Instagram, it really happened just as is, you know, just going through the Instagram feed as I followed the Spartan Race uh, feed and just, just going through, going through. And of course, the tagline just was very simple. What's your excuse? I'm just looking at the video and I see this gentleman cross the finish line and the fire pit. And I'm like, wait a second, is that for, whoa. <laughs> and it's, it's extraordinary. It's inspiring. It's moving. It's not even about bearing the lead. Casey, it's amazing. And right then and there, you know, it really hits you. Cause I believe there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of consciousness going on right now about people needing to follow their own path and being to get up out and under their own limiting beliefs. And I'd like you to speak on that. Like, how do you, if we're just talking about just, you know, just getting up there to a, a Spartan race, just the beginners, just like just the starting line, how do you navigate the looks and the opinions and the mindsets that are obviously aimed at you? Because even that is crushing. Well, you, you know, that's a really good point. You know, as we as we go through life, a lot of people are going to tell us, you know, exactly how we should act, how we should look, what we should be. A lot of people are going to tell us that. In fact, I have got that my entire life. You know, people have been telling me, uh, you know, exactly who I should be, you know, what what I should be able to do and what I shouldn't be able to do. Uh, I wrestled in high school. I did cross country and, and, uh, you know, people in wheelchairs do not do cross country. You know, it's just oh, something you do. Yes. Um, and I heard that, you know, time and time again. Uh, but yeah, my senior year, you know, I won the district meet in a wheelchair. And so, uh, doing the Spartan races, you know, that was never a big part of it for me because I, I have learned for myself, you know, over the years that what other people think really doesn't matter. You know, it starts with me. It starts with what I think and what I believe. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's the biggest obstacle. Uh, in and of itself. When I first saw these Spartan races, I was just looking online for a challenge. You know, I've done marathons, I've done, I've done uh, triathlons, but I was looking for a challenge. 
And so I was, I was looking online. I saw these Spartan runs and my first thought was, okay, that's insane. That's, that's, that's cool looking, but that'd be a little tough for me. As would be the natural reaction, whatever your condition. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, right. It's like, that's insane. You're jumping over fire, you're climbing ropes, you're running around the hills. And, uh, and then soon after that, my next thought was, wait a second, you know, who am I to tell myself that I can't do something? And, uh, and so that's when I set the goal for myself to, uh, to just do it, you know, to give it a shot. And if I couldn't finish it, well, then I would know that that was too hard for me. But until I had proven to myself that I couldn't do it, uh, I was going to give everything I had to, to give it a shot. And that's always the driving force, isn't it? What you basically, and I read this somewhere, like I pro- probably paraphrasing, uh, I forgot where I read it, but it was a very powerful quote that I read. And it said, basically, simply put, the me you see is the me you will be. So I hear you speaking a lot about self-worth, self-affirmation, and the power of the, the mind into what the body will do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one one of the biggest things as I, I mean, I talk to schools, I talk to a lot of different people. Uh, one of the topics that comes up a lot, uh, especially in schools is bullying. And, and for me, bullying is such an interesting topic because in my mind, and, and this isn't shared by everybody, but in my mind, bullying is not about the person that's bullying. It's not about the aggressor. It's about how you feel about yourself. Because once you've taken the power out of their hands, once you decide, uh, you know, and, and we're not in a day and age where there's a lot of physical bullying, you know, it's mostly social media and, you know, and mean words. And so once you've taken the power out of their hands by knowing who you are and knowing what you're capable of and what your worth is, you know, like, like we've been saying self-worth, once you know your self-worth, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Uh, in fact, I had an experience in middle school. Okay. You know, this was after I knew my self-worth. Uh, I was in the bathroom and I was in a stall and some kids came in and started total bad mouthing me, talking, you know, saying some really bad things about me. Oh, wow. Uh, and, but it didn't matter to me. In fact, I made a, I made a joke out of it. I came out of the stall and they're like, Oh, we, we weren't talking about you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so it, it really, uh, you know, as we look at challenges in life, whether they be Spartan runs or, <laughs> or whatever the challenges may be, we got to start with ourselves and realize what, what we're capable and what our worth is. And whereas we, you know, since we're, we're as human beings, we're social beings, we're always lived by, you know, by a community and we're all connected and we're bound to always interact with each other. And we're always living by comparison, right? It's like, oh, okay. Am I fast enough? Am I, am I smart enough? Am I, am I, you know, am I good enough? It's always about, you know, society and what you take from that and, you know, the, the dialogue you give within yourself. And, and, and I'm, and I'm curious, like, you know, how, and, you know, without burying the lead, because that has to be a very traumatic experience, because when exactly did the accident happen, Casey? The accident happened when I was six years old. That early? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was six years old. Uh, I don't know if you know the story. Not the full story, because I try. Because again, that's the thing about you know when I meet people, I try to be as genuine as I can. So I don't try to. I had the one podcast I listened to that we talked about, and I didn't want to listen to too much. Like you know what, if I can connect with this person, Uh I'm going to go at it fully ignorant and just learn along with the listeners. That's awesome. So the accident—that's kind of a big part of the story. When I was six years old, we were down. I was living in Wyoming at the time. I uh, went down to Utah to see my uncle off. He was going on a mission trip for our church. And uh, after church was over, we were standing on the edge of the road waiting to cross. My mom and dad standing right there next to me. It was just a, you know, divided highway, one way each way. And my mom said, okay, Casey, there's two cars coming and a truck. Well, after the two cars went by, you know, that I sat and watched go by, I took off across the road. Yeah, but coming from the other direction was the semi-truck. And uh, and I ran right in front of an 18-wheeler. And, uh, you know, it was a miracle, really, that I was able to get out of the way enough to only have my legs ran over by that semi-truck. Because if I would have been hit full on, you know, the truck was going at freeway speeds, and uh, and I, I got out of the way more or less, and and it. There's a lot of competition between a six year old and an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, there, there's a, yeah, six year old versus semi truck is is not a an equation where the six year old lives, but uh, it was it was a miracle that I did. Oh my god, that must have been a harrowing. I have two young children myself, four year old and a two year old, and I oh. can only imagine the trauma their parents probably went through at that moment. It's like. Oh. I, I have five, so I, I definitely uh, understand what it was like for him. Um, yeah, my mom was very quickly uh, spirited away, you know, so she w- didn't have to look at anything. And my dad rushed over right away, picked me up and held me and waited for the ambulance. How psychologically for a, for a child, how do you, because, you know, the, like with being a child sick at that age, you're still very naive. You're still very innocent. How do you cater to a child's, you know, just psyche at that moment? It's like you need to help the child understand that life is going to be very different for you right now. Or I'm not sure what kind of discourse your parents had with you at that time. Well, a couple of interesting points off of that. So when I woke up and I, I saw or I found out I didn't have legs, I my mom was sitting right there. And, and I reached down. I kind of woke up and reached down to where my legs should have been. And my mom says, Casey, your, your legs are gone. You, you don't have legs anymore. And I guess I kind of just nodded and, and laid back down and went to sleep. And, and honestly, that was the, I, I never really had a, oh, no, my legs are gone moment. Um, but what you said was really interesting in that, uh, you know, what did my parents do? Well, leaving the hospital, the doctors told my parents, that they needed to treat me like anybody else. They needed to not help me. I needed to find out for myself how to do stuff. And okay. so my parents, and as hard as it was for them, they did it. They made sure that I was required to do anything that anybody else could do. And, and to the extreme, um, they made sure, I mean, they made sure I was doing all the chores that I would have done otherwise. Uh, as I got older, you know, well, not six years old, but as I got older, I had to mow the lawns. Um, you know, I was out there, uh, weeding and, and, uh, cutting trees that needed to. I was splitting firewood. You know, I, I was doing anything, any other chore that they would have expected from any of my siblings. Okay. 
And so they, they never, they never coddled me and they always, always, always pushed me to make sure that I could do whatever I wanted to do. It was actually the actual proverbial, we love you just the same. You're not a special case, but you're just our child. And, you know, we will love you just the same, but you are entitled to the same expectations and you are, you're about, you know, the same standards and you have the same expectations from you. And that's, that, that, that's, that has to be a little bit, I'm, I'm not saying backwards, but that was great. It, it, for the it is very backwards to how people think nowadays. It, interesting. You said entitled because now, nowadays that means kids think they get stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, I, I love that because I was, they did entitle me to knowing who I was and knowing what I was capable of. Um, very much my parents, uh, made me feel entitled that I felt I could obtain whatever I wanted to, but it was because I would work for it and I would achieve it because I would figure out how to do it. That's amazing. In comparison oh. to what we live right now, because um, a lot of my conversation often revolve around the comparison between how I was raised, which is, you know, just basically very conventional. Like my father was really hardcore. He was raised military. So I had a lot of that going for me. Expectations is like, you know, there's no half-assery, like, you know, 50% of effort is going to get 50% of results. So you're expected to do more and more and more and more. And compared to that, when you look at this generation, I'm not trying to take away because there's always comparison. The social dynamics are different, but still, you're always worried about, are we coddling too much? Are we the entire proverbial aspect of like, you know, there are no losers. <laughs> you just, just when you look at that from your perspective, when I when again, it just, it never leaves my mind. That short video, you have no excuse. And I'm sorry to say this case like, you know, your excuse would actually be a valid one, but you refuse to go down that route. Is that, am I mistaken? Oh, no, absolutely. Throughout my life, you know, people, a lot of people have asked me, hey, are you on disability? You know, basically saying, are you getting money from the government because you're a cripple? And I, I'm always shocked by that uh, because that's never been my life. Uh, never been. I've never used uh, my accident as an excuse to get anything um, although I do like the handicap parking spot, <laughs> those are nice. So, uh, if that was in any way, I, I use them, which I think everybody else is just jealous that I get to use it. So, <laughs> um, but no, I, I, you're right. I mean, you could, uh, well, honestly, anybody can make an excuse. Anybody can, uh, there's, but going one step further, there's a kid, his name is Kyle Maynard. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have arms right here, but yet he wrestled and he climbs mount- mountains now. And so the only excuse that that we can legitimately use are, th- are the ones we give ourselves. I mean, you look at, uh, you go another extreme to Christopher Reeves. I mean, he was totally paralyzed, absolutely paralyzed, but yet he still acted in movies. He still did absolutely everything he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honestly, the only excuses that are legitimate, well, they're not legitimate, but the only excuses that can work at all are the ones we give ourselves. And how important is um, your, 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 cause you're, you're, they often say that, you know, you're the, you're the sum of the people you hang around the most with. How important is your surrounding and your entourage and your relationships into, you know, pushing you forward? And are, are, are you just one uh, single one man army? Just 
you know, if anybody wants to join me, fine. If you don't, I'm, I'll be fine by myself. Uh, I, I kind of I am kind of a lone wolf in that way, uh, in that I, I've kind of fought the fight my entire life and never really needed never really needed a support group to get me through something um but but on the flip side of that i i have always surrounded myself with people that will look at me um in, in a way that i can do anything i was interviewing my friends recently cuz i just wrote a book and uh and i said yeah and i said hey uh what what was it like growing up with me and they were kind of confused they were they just said, well, you were, you were Casey. You just, you did stuff and you were there, you know? And so they, they never had, they never had a, a view of me as anything other than, than a normal kid that they didn't see the stuff I did as amazing. They didn't see me as an inspiration. They didn't see me as a cripple. They, I, I was just me. And so throughout my life, I've kind of surrounded myself, uh, with people like that. Uh, and, and they expect me to be me. They, they, they're not wowed by me. They don't call me an inspiration, um, which I'm, I'm fine if people do. Uh, but the people that I surround myself with are the people that expect me to, to be great. You know, the people that expect me to do whatever I can to achieve. Um, and, and my wife is the same way, you know, I'm, well, not to say I'm nothing special to her. She didn't marry me, but, but, uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, I go to these races, you know, and thousands of people, uh, compliment me, which is, is great. But my wife, uh, she, she makes sure I, I'm, I'm always, uh, living, you know, the best that I can. The best that I can. That's amazing. You say that you do a lot of public speaking. I read a lot, you know, a lot in your bio and I saw your wonderful, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, video, you know, your introduction. Uh, that was, that was amazing. What type of uh, workshops do you do with the kids in the schools and what, what kind of stuff, uh, are you trying to promote with, with the kids? Cause obviously the kids need to have, you know, that, that message of, you know, you can do all, you can be all you can be. Yeah, well, well, especially in this day and age, a lot of the time the schools uh, ask me to, you know, talk about overcoming obstacles. And so many times, it, especially in this day and age, it's, you know, social media and everything. It's not about overcoming your obstacles. Well, you can complain about it. You know, that's that's one thing you see all the time is complaining about what you're going through and trying to take the easy way out and, uh, you know, not wanting to go through stuff. What they don't see is that uh, hard things are so valuable in our lives and they don't, they don't get it. They don't understand that. And so I try to teach them how hard things in our lives build us and strengthen us into more than we are and better than we are. Uh, and as we do those hard things, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, playing the piano. For me, it was uh, wearing my legs. I hated my legs, okay. but my mom made me wear them every single day because she knew, she knew one, that I needed the option to be able to wear my legs. Okay. But two, she understood that I needed to do hard things every day so that when I came across a challenge such as, how do you get up some stairs? Uh, that wouldn't be a challenge for me. That'd be easy for me because <laughs> wearing the legs was hard. To going upstairs, that's not hard. That's not hard. So you yeah. basically, so if I'm understanding, there's a lot of value 
uh, intrinsic value into not being ashamed of the obstacle, but welcoming it. You have to be able to face that wall and make your brain, you know, decipher the problem. Because I'm guessing that for you, walking upstairs is a different, you know, mindset, a different type of, you know, thought process than me, obviously. But we're still going to go up those stairs either way through our own challenges. I, my wife asked me why I do these Spartan raises because they are hard. They're, they're insanely hard for me. I mean, I'm using my arms throughout the entire race. And so she asked me, why do you do it? And I say, well, I love it. It's fun. And she's like, that's not what your face says. Cause I do some videos on my Facebook and, and YouTube, Instagram. And she's like, you're not having fun. Your face looks horrible. You're in pain. And, and I, I had to think about it. Like, was I still having fun? And, and I was because I love the challenge. I love the challenge, even when it has beaten me down to the point where I am so um, de- demoralized. I still love the challenge because it means I have done something that was harder than I thought I could do. Um, even if it is insanely demoralizing, I have still accomplished something I couldn't, th- I didn't think I could do. And because of that, I'm happy because I've achieved and, and, and yeah, that's fun to me. It's you faced yourself. Uh, I did, I had this, I have this conversation every time I race and just like you, a lot of people will ask me, why do you do this to yourself? Cause in my immediate circle of friends, aside from one particular friend who's actually a trainer and a physical trainer and kinesiologist. So we do this together, but most of the people ask me, look at me cross-eyed, like, why do you do this to yourself? And I had this conversation really openly. I said, you know what? It's actually a metaphor for life. This is me against me that I'm not doing it for the time. I'm not doing it for the clock. I'm not doing it for, I'm only doing it because I love it. And just like you, you're carrying sandbags, you're climbing ropes, you're, you're going through barbed wire and it's act, it is excruciatingly painful. And it's, as you said, the word is very applicable, very demoralizing, but you will come to that point where you have to look at your inside of yourself and ask yourself, how much do I want this? So do I really want to keep going? One more step, one more step. One more step. And I really compare it to an actual metaphor for life. How bad do you want it? And I'm guessing, you know, we can translate that into so many facets of our lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so many times in the races, it is one more step. Uh, we, we all go through hard things in life. I mean, yeah, some of your listeners may look at these Spartan races and go, heck no, I ain't never doing that. No. Uh, but so many, so many things throughout our life are going to be like these Spartan races. Uh, the last one I did, uh, was in April, I believe. Uh, it was muddy. I mean, it was, I was sinking, you know, clear past my wrist in mud. And for runners, I mean, it was hard, but for me, you know, I mean, I, most of my body is getting sucked in by the mud. arms. And, 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 and so we have our own challenges in life is, is my point. And as we take one more step, and, and honestly, these challenges might last for, for months or, or some people even years. But as we move forward, as we move forward, we will be able to, to be stronger because we've already accomplished something. And as we move forward, we will see the end or, or we will see that we're moving. Um, I mean, the end isn't even the goal. The, the goal is to move forward. Uh, so many times in our lives, life is just hard. 
But as we continue to move forward, we we will accomplish, um, if by no other reason, and that we are moving forward. Is it okay to be afraid, Casey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, fear fear comes from not knowing. Honestly, I mean, no, nobody's really going to be afraid if they, they really know what's coming. And, uh, and so, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely okay to be afraid. Uh, so many things in life we, we don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm redoing my kitchen right now and I'm going to lay, uh, tile countertop. I'm afraid. I have no clue what's going to happen in this countertop job. And, uh, you know, I'm moving forward. <laughs> which I, you know, it's a simple example, but uh-huh. it's something very real in my life right now. I've, I've paused the project a few times just because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I start tearing my old countertop off. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but as we take those, those leaps of, uh, schooling or marriage or, or children, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other chapter. It'd scare the heck out of me still. And I got five of them. <laughs> uh, as we, as we go through those things that scare us, uh, we will move forward and they, they might, they might be hard. I mean, our fear might totally be justified, but it's, it cannot be the fear that holds us back from accomplishing. Um, it's amazing how, you know, how so, how much personal truth that you're speaking in terms of, Again, I guess it goes, still goes back to what you were saying earlier about knowing who, what you're worth, who you are, and what your worth is. And do we spend too much time, again, talking about this generation, do we spend too much time trying to be something we're not? Is there too much of that going on, you think? I, a lot of insecurity? Well, well, in, in certain ways, you know, I, I don't think we need to uh, live on live on social media. Um, but, but I, I have heroes and those heroes, people I look up to are the people I try to, to emulate people I'm, I'm trying to be like. So I guess in that question, do we spend too much time trying to be someone different? Well, maybe, but who are you trying to be? Who are you trying to be like? Are you trying to emulate the, uh, you know, the famous people that, that live for themselves or are you trying to be like, uh, I'll just say LeBron James because he's the best the basketball player. Are you trying to be like LeBron James? Are you trying to be the best baller out there? Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. So That's- as we push, as we look for people to emulate, um, some people have said, uh, which I get a kick out of it every time, but they'll, they'll send me a message after I speak and say, Hey, just wanted you to know that my kids were, were crawling around on their knees trying to be like Casey. And, and I think that's awesome because that means that I've taught them something that they want to do, that they want to be like me. They want to achieve and, and not for my personal gratification, but because they are trying to better themselves. And, uh, and so as we look for people to emulate, look for the, the right people to emulate. And how, cause it's always about trying to be better and, um, because still I'm trying to phrase this question correctly, because uh, it's such a treat talking to you, I swear to God. Um, it's how do we, because um, you mentioned a lot about, uh, there's a lot of complaining going on, a lot of uh, woe is me, a lot of, oh, life is hard, a lot of, you know, just dialing down a laundry list of every single thing that's going wrong. And 
I've been doing a lot of reading about gratitude and about how if you just take away the power, just like if we're talking the same example about bullying, if you take away the power of all these problems or obstacles going on in your life and you just shift the mindset just a little bit, look at everything going right. Whether it's like, just like me, a couple, like this past weekend, like at work, I had a really, really, really long, hectic, those kind of work weeks you just don't, you just want to forget. And as simple as that, I'm sitting on my backyard having lunch with sandwiches with my wife and just watching the kids just playing the dirt. I'm like, you know what? As philosophical and cliche as that sounds, Casey, I swear, I know, but my kids are okay. They're playing in the dirt. I'm eating sandwiches. I have a wife who loves me. I'm alive. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm okay. I have this and that's okay. We need to help. You know, we need to exercise a little bit more gratitude. And I was just wondering how you can speak on that in terms of how people could just like take two seconds and you know what? Things aren't that bad. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so many times when we're in that, you know, those difficult times, we, we are focused on what's hard. Uh, if we instead focus on what's right, uh, it, it'll be a lot easier to get through because as we, as we look about at how great life is, I, I live here in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon and, uh, heck, all it takes is going outside and looking around and seeing, seeing the amazing, you know, trees and plants and everything all over the place to realize, you know, just, just what, what a beautiful area I live in. Uh, you know, but yeah, my kids where sometimes, sometimes it's really hard to see. <laughs> uh, mostly at bedtime and getting them ready for school, but <laughs> you know, then you have times where where they just run up and give you a hug, uh, just because, just because they love you, or you come home and and instead of being glued to their games, you know, they jump up and and uh, and run and give you a hug. Uh, you know, the life life is pretty awesome. You know, hard things happen. And uh, there's a lot of junk that happens in a lot of people's lives. But as we look for that good stuff, as we look for the good things in our lives, we, we really will see that we are truly blessed. From your perspective, and uh, I, this is probably a loaded question, but I'm just really curious, you know, because I'm all about, you know, um, rhyme and reason into the universe and energy, like, you know, and I'm very big on the fact that, you know what, you might not know why, but everything does happen for a reason. You know, it's not just philosophical. Everything does happen for a reason. Did you try to ever rationalize the accident and saying that, you know what, maybe this path, you know, had this, had this accident not happened to me, maybe I wouldn't be the person I am right now. Have you ever tried to rationalize with it? Well, yeah, but probably in, in the other way, I, I do believe that had it not happened, I would be a very different person. Um, I, I would have not had to go through the hardships. I would not had to push. And <laughs> that sounds like I'm complaining about it, but in fact, it's the exact opposite. I am so glad. <laughs> I'm glad that I lost my legs. But because of that, I have had to, to fight and struggle and achieve. And because of that, I'm able mentally to do uh, things that people um, people give up on. People say they can't do it, but because I know in here that I can do it, uh, and and I might have no clue how to do it, but up here I've already decided that I know how to do it, and and yeah, that comes absolutely from the accident, um, from having to strive every single day to to achieve and and do hard things every day to the point that I know 
that I can do hard things. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So really at this point uh, where you are right now, um, what is, if we're just talking about practical advice, you know, um, what it was just like, you know, maybe a couple of tidbits, you know, what are the, some basic things that we can do in our daily lives? Just waking up tomorrow morning. If you have like, okay, maybe just one thing somebody can do, like, you know what, this, just this one little check on your list could actually make a huge difference. Like, you know, incremental changes as, as I like to say, long-term. And you just give me like one tidbit. We could probably give somebody as advice for tomorrow, waking up tomorrow. What could they do? Well, that's a loaded question because it, it's going to be different for everybody. And in fact, uh, one thing I, I made sure I started doing recently, um, very first thing I do getting out of bed is make my bed. And as soon as I get out and make my bed, I've already accomplished the first thing I set out for that day. I mean, if the kids go crazy and I have, I can get nothing else done, I can still go to bed that night and know I made my bed. And so right there, right there is a, an accomplishment. You know, you talk about checklists, you know, and it's good to go down those checklists. And, uh, but if we can just get one thing achieved that day, then we're already a success. Wow. Go to the, the next thing and be successful in that as well. I want to piggyback on what you just said about making the bed. Still talking like, you know, okay, hi, dad. Because again, with the entire military upbringing, uh, he was very big about, you know, having a very clean and neat, you know, bedroom. Of course, like, you know, I shared bedrooms with my sister and my brother. So, of course, we're kids. Fine. But he was very big about making the bed. And since something I've carried through even into my adult life. And when I was living alone in my apartment, in my one bedroom apartment, I always made sure I made my bed. I used to work nights. So it was a really big deal for me. And and people might not see this. And again, you're talking about making a bed something that's very mundane. And there's this video going around this admiral, this commencement speech that talked about making your bed. But my example is very basic. You make your bed in the morning, whatever type of a day you had, not just that one, not just you said, you know, you having completed that one task, but at least whatever type of a day you had, at least you'll come home to a well-made bed. And there's no greater comfort feeling ever than just, you know, just lying, even if you're dirty clothes during the day, just jump in your bed, you're good, you know? That one little thing makes a huge load of difference. It sounds very philosophical, guys, but for me, that definitely makes a huge difference in my day to this day. And I'm very big on that. But thank you. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Thank you. Man. But so, so of, of course, you're not afraid of challenges. We've been talking about challenges for a long time. You mentioned the book. Uh, is that a, is that a, like a secret project? But can we talk about it? Uh, no, no, it's it's very much a real project that uh, that I'm working on. Well, I I'm done with it. The book is finished. Okay, I'm just in the process of uh, submitting it to publishers and mm-hmm. and uh, got got it out to a few. Already already got my first rejection, which is <laughs> very sad. I was I was really hoping for that that publisher. But um, I, I don't know any good book out there that, that doesn't get a rejection, or at least the Obviously. author gets their first rejection. Obviously. So uh, I, I'm okay. You know, I got my first rejection, and I'm, and I'm moving on. I think I have it to, like, four other uh, publishers right now, and, and I'll get there. I'll, I'll make it. It's all about slowly but surely, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how long did it take you to, to, to draft? Like, was that, has it been a uh, long idea? How, did I, how was that born? Yeah, it took me about two years from the the first sentence till I I got it shipped out to the publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I what this is this has been a crazy experience because I am not a writer. <laughs> I I am not a writer at all, 
And it was very, very difficult for me to write this book. Uh, in fact, I brought in professional help, not to write it for me, but to help me write it mm-hmm. um, because it, it was so difficult for me to write. Um, but uh, talking about overcoming this, this has been uh, incredible because now this book is, it's really good. It's a really good book. A lot of people talk about the challenges of writing because, okay, there's, there's what's in your head and how to actually physically and efficiently present it in written form. Those are like, those are huge mountains. And it's not just about creativity. It's about, it's, it's actually a skill. And I was like, it's, I can only imagine because a lot of people say like, you know, I'd rather, you know, just wrestle with a rabid dog than just like been writing a book. <laughs> it's like, but that's, yeah, that, that would have been me. That would have been me. <laughs> But I hear a lot of genuine excitement for you. So I wish you nothing but, but the best on that one because I know it's not easy. But hey, like no. you said, you know, it's just about incremental little steps towards, okay, one rejection letter, but hey, maybe the next one, maybe the next one. I'm not, t- I'm talking about acceptance. I'm not talking about rejections here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so I'm just throwing positive energy out there. But that, that's, that's a really good thing. What other big things are you up to? Any, any big projects? Any other races in the works? Yeah, well, I, I've got a, a race on the 23rd of this month. That's the, the Boise Sprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I pretty much got one, one a month after that. I got, let's see, uh, July is the uh, Super in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing the, the Beast in Seattle and the Beast down at the World Championships in Tahoe. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm going for a double trifecta this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the goal, double trifecta. Oh, wow. So I'll yeah. probably try on that next year. This year, this year I took a, I took a load off. I'll probably run uh, just one super. Uh, that's still in the works because I'm chill because, like, you know, calendar – uh, calendar conflicts are a little bit uh, not in my favor this year, uh-huh. but uh, definitely like a lot of friends are just like you know was like what I was I was planning on signing up, but you know you just gave me an excuse to sign off like okay fine, but uh, man the double trifecta is actually a goal because you because it's all about again it's probably insanity you know just being a sucker for punishment because you you run your first race and then you're like oh okay okay so I'll probably run a trifecta so okay now that that's done like okay what else is there <laughs> it's like probably run a double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it never stops. It's never stopped. But it's all about challenging yourself. It's all about believing in the simple fact that why not? If you don't finish, at least you run as far as you could. But you'll never know unless you actually just get on the starting line and just go. Just just go. You'll figure it out along the way. Because there, and we also realize on the trail, and I'm sure if you, I'm sure you've had this experience. There's always somebody willing to help, and that is a truly blessed human feeling about camaraderie and just basic human kindness. There's nobody that wants to see you fail on the trail. I haven't met a single person, whether it's an elite racer or everybody wants to finish. Everybody, not everybody does. Again, it, the mountain does not discriminate as always, <laughs> but we all want to help each other out. And that's a, that's how we connect it. As, as random as it sounds, this random person just, I see on a video and here we are just sharing a good moment together. And again, again, I can't thank you enough for this. But yeah. it's a really genuine feeling. But what uh, what really matters to me is trying to get the, if I can also, through all these exchanges I'm doing, because just like for you, it's a book. For me, it's this podcast. It was like a random idea that I ran with. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not looking for 10 million downloads. I'm not, if I get there, fine. But I just want to get a message out there in terms of, you know what? Believe in yourself. Two seconds. And understand that you might be afraid. We talked about fear. 
you might feel like a klutz. We talked about, you know, just, you know, just maybe just believing yourself. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a shot of just believing in yourself. And I think that's often the biggest problem, the mental hurdle a lot of people have to go through. And I think it's a lot more present now. I don't understand why that is. Because I was a lot more naive, but why, why, why do we struggle so much? Where does that come from? Well, you know, I mean, it's part of life. Uh, you know, I think challenges are, are what we have to go through. Um, you know, uh, and, and it's not just what happens to us, but it's what we, we put on ourselves. You know, I mean, well, and that's the, I think the biggest challenge regardless is, is our own struggle. Uh, and, and, the the hurdles we have to overcome in our, in our own brains, you know, are we going to, are we going to give up when things get hard? Are we going to, uh, stop pursuing a course just because it's difficult? Are we going to, uh, give up, uh, when, when things don't go our way? You know, I mean, that's, I, I think that's just part of life. Mm-hmm. And, and part of something that everything everybody has to overcome. Well, some people don't, you know, because they they never try anything. But if you're if you're trying something and trying something new, then there's going to be things to overcome. If you're trying to get a job, there's going to be things to overcome. If you're trying a new career, there's going to be a lot to overcome. Uh, but as we continue forward to continue pushing forward, there is no way that we won't in some way succeed. Now, now that, that success will come in a lot of different forms. But as we continue to push forward, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, we will find a way to succeed. That book that I wrote, it, it didn't take a day or a month um, or a year. It took me a couple years to write that book. And and uh, I, I had many times where I wanted to throw in the towel and give up. Um, but I fought through it and I overcame. And, and now I'm stronger because of it. That's amazing. So consistency is very important. No matter what your journey or what your destination, you have to be, be consistent. I was going to consistent. So that's a really, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an undeniable element of the journey, if I understand. Absolutely. Whether it be uh, homework for those of you still in school or whether it be uh, working out. Um, or parenting, you know, for that matter, or, or a job. It's all about consistency. Uh, if you think of it like a tree, you know, a tree doesn't grow all at once. It grows by years and it grows in rings. And uh, trees are one of the toughest things out there because it's consistently growing that new growth. And we have to do the same. We have to put new growth on our souls and on our mind uh, day after day, month after month, year after year, or when those winds of adversity come, we'll blow right over. We won't, we won't have the strength to withstand. Um, but as we put those rings on, we will have the strength. Being the strength. So believe, believe in yourself, stay consistent, keep moving forward. Don't stay still. Is it okay to admit my moments of weakness? Am I okay? Is it okay not to be okay? Sometimes I'm okay not to be in the mood. Does that translate as frailty or weakness or cowardice? No, 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 no. We we all have times where we're weak. In fact, weaknesses 
uh, is what we, it, it helps us realize what we have to work on in wrestling. Uh, the best times, uh, for learning is when you lose. Uh, when I would lose a match, I remember my sophomore year, I got pancaked, which is an awful feeling. It's getting slammed on your back. Oh. I, it's yeah, getting cross-faced all the way to your back. Humiliating, you know, it's horrible. Um, but as soon as that happened and I got pinned, I went off the mat and I looked at my coach and I said, what just happened? He said, well, you got pancake. And I said, teach me how to never, ever, ever, ever let that happen ever again. And, uh, and it's the same thing in our lives. When we have those low moments, when we have those defeats, we, well, we can give up. We can look at that as a horrible time, or we can take our lumps and learn from that experience and learn how to get better and, uh, and do better next time. And it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to learn. If you're going to learn, there's always somebody who knows better than you. You have a coach. You have somebody who can, like you, when you mentioned the book, somebody who can edit it for you. You can definitely ask for help because it's okay because you can't, you can't only do it by yourself. You know, you can be a lone wolf. You know about you and what your journey is, but you need to take knowledge and experience and maturity and critique wherever it may come. If it serves a purpose, a greater purpose, your own purpose. You have to be open enough to, you know, like you said, if you got pancaked, be ready to actually, okay, get off the floor and say, okay, what happened? How do I adjust? Let's get, let's get it going. Let's get in there. Yep. Wow. That's insane. That is cool. That's some good stuff. KZ. Wow. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just like all over the place right now. Consistent. <laughs> but in terms of um, the legacy, um, cause again, you said you're not all about, you know, just being an inspiration and being a role model and everything, but what is, if you've ever asked yourself the question, what is, what's the mission that, that you set yourself, that you set for yourself, you know, is it, you know, just like, you know, just keep telling, just keep doing these workshops, you know, if we're going to remember Casey down the road, what, what should we remember? Would my God, I'm, I gotta stop. This is the beauty of life. <laughs> what should we remember Casey for? Uh, well, you know, I, I honestly, I don't care to be remembered. I, that's, I don't care to be famous. Um, I hope my kids remember me, <laughs> but, um, uh, what I'd rather people, I guess, remember me or, uh, or do when they, they think about me is remember that challenges can be overcome. Hey, I remember there was this legless guy that could do anything. Uh, I, I'm going to remember that I can do anything as well. That's when, uh, uh, there, yeah, there's one thing that's what I'd have people uh, remember. I know, as a, I know, it was a backwards question because I know genuinely the, the the feeling I get from you, and this is a very this is a very honest honest account because you're very humble, and there's a genuine warmth and generosity that comes from you know just having a simple conversation with you, and that's something that comes across as genuine and precious, and that's definitely something that people can resonate with because we're not all about you know just and that's you know the kind of individuals that I enjoy having on the program is because you know. It's not just about having the next superstar or the next entrepreneur or whatever. There are people going through circumstances, challenges, and who are doing terrific things. And if you just take a good look outside your backyard, like you said, and just next to you, you know, your next door neighbor, you can always learn from someone from doing amazing things and give you that little forward to just say like, you know what, I can do it. I can do it too. And that's something that I really want to thank you for because it's definitely the greatest example, both physically and mentally 
that people can actually, you know, uh, resonate with, you know, through your message. I really want to thank you for that, Casey. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I really do. But I know it's getting late, so I'm just not going to keep you too long. But I, again, generosity of time and, and spirit. Thank you so much. And I have to throw it, I'll throw it off to the guest, as always. You know, a parting word, a warm, a warm, uh, a warm parting message, just a little bit of inspiration. You know, the floor is yours. Just a quick message, you know, just to send the guys with, you know, for the next, for the next, uh, the next day or the next week or the next year. Maybe they want to write a book. What would you tell them? <laughs> well, if you're you're writing a book, uh, good luck. <laughs> um, there, there's so many times in our lives where we're going to be challenged, uh, but as we look at those challenges, not as an obstacle, but rather as an opportunity. If we look at those challenges as something that's going to better us, it, it will completely change your life. I promise you, it's going to completely change your life as you look at those obstacles as opportunities. Look at those challenges as chances to change. And as we do that, I know you're going to improve your life. I know your life is going to be changed for the better because you are going to be making those changes and you are going to be making a difference in in your own life. Powerful words from a powerful guy with a powerful spirit. And we're rising up with Casey. Oh, I always want to say is like, um, where can we find you on? I guess I know we can find us rise up with Casey on Instagram. Any other places we can find you on the interwebs? I, I've tried to make it pretty general. Rise up with Casey on my uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube channel. Uh, I'm trying to put stuff out there. I got five kids, so I can't do it all. <laughs> uh, but, I have two, so can I let me imagine five? What was that? I have two, so I can only imagine what five would be like. It's uh, it's a level up. You know, you go from uh, going to three, you go from man-on-man defense to a zone defense. You know, you oh kind of hurt them in the general direction. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll definitely link up all the necessary links when this uh, when this episode goes live. Guys, please watch this and watch out for this one. Casey, yet again, I'm probably repeating myself, but thank you so much for a very very awesome oh my god for shameless plug a very awesome time to uh you know just to take the time out of the evening to actually you know share your message share your warmth share your positivity with everybody and again your generosity is something you know if any any time you know the you know the universe or the calendar is aligned you're more than welcome i'd love to have you on for probably another discussion at a later date but again for this time and this moment in this moment of the universe thank you so much for your time it's really been you're welcome you're welcome. Thank you much. Guys, it says Awaken the Awesome. As always, thank you so much, my guest, Casey McAllister. And uh, check out for the next episode when this goes live. Look out for all the uh, all the posts. And uh, once it goes live, as always, I'm Olivier D. And telling you guys, have a great evening and stay awesome. <laughs>